Tommy, what's going on? Nice to see you, mate. You good? Yeah, all good. Thank you very much for inviting us over and um, looking forward to a very, very quick podcast part two with the Kettle Kids. Yep. Now, just for the audience's purpose, um, your brother has just been got married yep. and he's away on his honeymoon in Maldives. Maldives, yeah. Good stuff. How was, the, how was the wedding? Yeah, wedding's good. Obviously, it's a nice celebration. Both from getting married, happy couple. So yeah, we're good. My question is this: You being a businessman and can't you can't switch off your twenty four seven? Did you close any sales at your brother's wedding? Do you want me to be totally honest with you? I bought a seven point sixty carat round, brilliant round diamond off a fellow watch diamond dealer who comes to the wedding. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> so it's well worth the well worth the yeah. uh, the afternoon. Yeah. So we're in Maddox Street in Mayfair, really really famous road. I mean, uber uber busy. You've got galleries down here. Obviously, your watch uh, watch boutique store. You've got pubs. You've got restaurants. I mean, it's just very vibrant around here. The first thing I noticed as I walk in, by the security and how fancy it is, is this quote. So if we can stand next to the quote and yep. and just kind of read it out and and. Tell me why you put this up on the wall. Um, we thought it was necessary to put this up on the wall because it's how we started, we're proud of it, and it gives people a little bit of a insight to who we are, where we come from, and what we're doing. Yeah, so the, the quote is, we are the Kettle Kids. We sell the world's finest watches and jewelry, starting with 1,000 pounds from my nan in 2017. We built a loyal online community and have sold watches and diamonds to collectors and enthusiasts in every corner of the world. This is our first retail store open to the public and we have created a flagship that is best represent, represents our brand, extraordinary collections and our mission is to offer exceptional an exceptional experience. We take, a, we take great pride in what we do and we thank you for trusting us. Harvey and Jacob Hudson. Yep. Fantastic stuff. Yep. Right, let's walk through. So, wicked uh, feature as you, come, uh, as, a, um, as you come into your store, and I love what it's all about. Before we walk around, your watch that you've got on today, yep. could you tell us a little bit about it? I, I picked it up earlier, and I was saying to you, back in my day, and I'm showing my age, when you used to pick up a watch and it was super heavy, gold, rose gold, yep. it kind of reflected the price, and that's what maybe watch buyers were looking for. But now, in 2023, it's slightly changed. Yep. Why is this so light, and why is it so expensive, and what is it? So this is a Richard Mill um, 6702. It's made from carbon fiber. Um, it's actually a collaboration between a South African sprinter. So the sprinter would actually race run in the Olympics with this watch on. Super light, 28 grams, probably the lightest Richard Mill that they make. That's automatic. Yeah, super cool watch. And the price? A whopping 220,000 pounds. Wow, good investment. You reckon it's gonna go up even further? Uh, I'd say it's a great time to buy. Last year this was around 300,000. So yeah, there's, there's been a slight um, reasonable dip. I think it's got great potential to grow. Yeah, nice. Last question on this, do you ever, because you're obviously in the watch game, do you feel slightly under pressure that you personally, and maybe your brother, always have to wear the very best and most expensive watches, or do you ever kind of have your casual watches? Yeah, not, some, sometimes I want to keep it like really low key. To be honest with you, what, to me a watch is a watch. It, 
on certain days I'd want to wear like a watch that's like five thousand pounds or you know, and some days I want to wear something flashy and enjoy it. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, yeah. Keep it humble sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> so you got the marble floor. You got these really lovely brushed kind of it's brushed steel, is brushed it? Steel, yeah. Steel, steel cabinets, and then I know this sounds really weird, but where I've just done up my own property, I've been looking at sort of different furnitures and different designs, and this I don't know why is really really cool. Yeah, it's limestone, right? Limestone. Yeah, this is like the oldest limestone in the world. When I was looking at your website, there was a interior designer, I think, that was quite well known who kitted out this place. Yep. How, so when you first decided to, to move here, I know there was that question where you was going to rename the store, but then you said, no, we're the Kettle Kids, so we're going we're to own that name. Own the name, yeah. How did you come up with the ideas of making it look the way it looks right now? Um, basically, we had the store designed sort of between ourselves, got right to the end of open sort of opening it and launching it and then we thought you know what it's just something it's just not right it's just not clicking so we went out reached out to a few um, interior designers architects um, worked alongside a, a brand called Hessel brand okay. in the end um, and they sort of make, made our ideas come to life we wanted to bring a modern twist but still keep it quite street because uh, our brand is quite like uh, young and but as we go through the store, you'll see there's different sections of the store and they sort of represent different parts of us and different clientele would feel more comfortable in certain areas, but everyone's sort of relative, yeah? Yeah, so you've got watches here and we've got some customized jewelry here. So uh, let's talk about the watches first. Is there a reason why you have the Rolexes at the start and then it fades off into to other, other things? Mm, Rolex is sort of the hottest brand overall. Everyone, everyone knows what a Rolex is worldwide, so we like to start with the Rolexes as you walk in, so you're familiar with the watches that we're selling. And then, yeah, we just have a variety of different models, sizes, and styles, yeah, throughout. Yeah. Can I ask, I mean, in a day, how many Rolexes do you sell, roughly? Mm. On a good day, we can sell 10 Rolexes a day, wow. or 10, 10 watches a day. That's amazing. Yeah. Am I right in saying that's like the Tiffany yeah, that's blue, the blue Tiffany, color? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that went crazy after the uh, the Patek Philippe yeah, Tiffany yeah. colored face one went, went absolutely. This berserk. isn't actually this. It's, it's a Tiffany color, but it's not actually the one. It's not actually Tiffany. Yeah, it's just the, all watch reviews just sort of nicknamed it the Rolex Tiffany, even though there's not a Tiffany stamp on it. But yeah. It, it's as good as a Tiffany. It's funny, isn't it? Because even though they're two different brands and they're slightly two different colors, colors. as well. Yep. Just for the pure uh, affiliation, that started to ramp up in price because yeah, people wanted them, definitely. right? Because you think the Tiffany style Patek, which at the time I think sold for six or seven million, it's just like absurd. And you could have bought a Tiffany Rolex for at the time 10 grand. So people was jumping at them. Because they are basically the same watch, but one's like a dark green, and then obviously you've got the Tiffany. And this is like double to triple the value of, is it? of the other colors, yeah. Okay, so how much is that watch, and how much is that watch? So the green is 9,000, and the 36 mil Tiffany is 18,000. Wow, wow. So anyway, you've got the customized jewelry over here, so I can see this is like a bit of like a two-tone chain with a rose gold chain below. How much would that set me back? Uh, the top one we're selling for £12,000 and the bottom one we're selling for £15,000. And these, these sort of things are really, really popular? Yeah, yeah. All, all, yeah, all the youngsters want them. 
rappers, yeah, sports stars, rappers, athletes, celebrities. All, nice. Yeah, good all, stuff. All, 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 all varies. All right, so coming through, you've got some really nice watches and. Okay, so the Cartier section, I think they're very, very cool watches and I think there's a bit of a sentimental connection with you and your brother because you started off with these. I remember in the first podcast, for £900, you bought three uh, Cartier watches, right? Yeah, it was actually these ones here, the rubber Cartier Must 21s. And yeah, yeah we, do sort of, we do sort of stay loyal to them, their models because we always have them in stock. We still get asked from all the time. They're a great starter watch, to be honest with you. Always... Uh, recommend to people if you've got a small budget or you're just getting into watches then why not go for a Cartier 21 um, yeah great watch all, all rounder yeah beautiful so moving on over here is um, these particular cabinets desks I'm not, not too sure what you call them uh, remind me of something like they, they, they could be in James Bond when I'm uber wealthy and I've got thousands of watches like you guys have got I definitely want to have something like this in my home in my mansion, um, <laughs> which I don't have at the moment. So anyway, what is this sort of cabinet thing called? And um, yeah, who chose the design? Yeah, so uh, uh, let's start again. Yeah, so these are actually called uh, vitrines, fancy word for cabinets. Um, they are made to represent a watch. They've got all the edges and the and the lips like a bezel of a watch, and the glass is slightly raised like it would be on your on yep. your timepiece. And yeah, they're made out of stainless steel. Yeah. So, uh, so it's very focused Rolex, and you covered that earlier because they're like number one brand for yep. you know they're they're everybody loves Rolex. Everybody knows what a Rolex is, and it stands for well, you know, it stands for quality, and it's been around for such a long time. But I was slightly expecting maybe a few RMs, maybe a few Pateks, maybe a few mm -hmm. APs. Yeah. Do you ever change it up? Every to be so honest often. with you, we keep mainly Rolex and Cartier on the shop floor and the more higher expensive brands like the APs, the Patek Philippe's, the Richard Mills, we keep them in, um, in the private viewing area. Okay, good stuff. So the watches are here and then over, over this side you've got more iced out, what do you call it, busted out? Bust down. Bust down. Bust down. What, <laughs> what, why is it called bust down? It's basic, it's an American phrase, to be honest with you, where this all started and all the diamond set stuff or custom set bracelets and we do glasses, rings, we do everything, to be honest with you. And yeah, it's just, it's a watch that's been bust down. So a plain watch taken into our workshop, hand set with all uh, diamonds. And if you wanted sapphires, you have sapphires or emeralds, but mainly diamonds. And yeah, we bust them down. So th these are what is known as after set. That's correct. Yeah, yep. and then obviously you've got factory set. Factory so set, yep. with AP, typically this particular watch here, and I notice it's, is that is that like an Arabic, Arabic uh, dial? Yep. Yeah, okay. So they're obviously, they fetch a premium anyway. This particular watch, would they do, would AP do a factory set yep. similar to this? For sure. The factory set would probably cost you around anywhere between 200 plus. Wow. And you can have a custom set one which pretty much looks identical to it. The watch is all 100% genuine, just set by us, by hand, all genuine diamonds. You can have something like that on average for under 50. So if your budget doesn't stretch for factory set for 200, 300, 400K, then you're getting a great watch for 40, 50K if that's what you... So, okay, so then 
I follow Floyd Mayweather being a sure. boxing fan, and yep. I know he has lots of cars, lots of money, hence Money Mayweather, yep. lots of properties, and also a lot of jewellery and also watches. And he always talks about the factory set. Factory set. Is, is there a benefit having a factory set over after, after set on these watches? I think it's a bit of ego, to be honest with you, to say that you've got a factory set. But I know a lot of these stars do have factory set stuff for investment, which we sell as well. But they do have a lot, have a lot of custom set stuff as well um, because they like the way it looks. It, some of them are set a little bit differently. Um, I know Ronaldo has got a lot of factory set stuff, but he's also got a few custom watches as well. So it just depends what you, what you fancy, to be honest with you. Yeah. We, we sell tons of this stuff to celebrities, footballers, rappers. So, yeah. It's, um, it's funny with, with dials, you might have a slight different change in colour of style and they can fetch higher premiums. We just spoke about the Tiffany... Um, Rolex and also also the Patek Philippe uh, Tiffany dial. With these Arabic uh, numbers yep. on the front, I know there is the Daytona Platinum one, for example, which fetches a premium. Yep. And obviously, you got this. Why do they fetch such high There's premiums? The, they, they they made less of them basically. They only sell the Arabic dials in the Middle East. They're not available in Europe from from the ADs or anything like that. They're not available in America or Asia. So. The Arabic dials are only available in the Middle East, so that means they're limited of how many there are. Most people in the Middle East don't ever really sell their watches, they collect them. So therefore, there's the ones that get released into the market is pretty much non-existent. So yeah, that's why they drive the price up. Yeah. I saw in your YouTube channel when you were uh, doing an interview with, with the rapper who's bought a load of watches off you and also customised jewellery. I think you were talking about some uh, a set of glasses or yeah. glasses that you had done for him. So am I right in saying I don't know too much about glasses, but Cartier, I can clearly see, is this factory or after set? These are actually custom after set. Cartier don't actually do diamonds on their um, shades but or glasses, but that's why there's sort of a niche here where if people want this look, they have to buy it from the likes of ourselves because you go to Cartier and they haven't, they haven't got them. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so uh, you've got the rose gold one and you've got the, the, the normal, I would call normal sort of look, like a stainless look with white diamonds. Gold, white gold, yeah. White gold. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how much, if I wanted to buy one of these today, how much would they cost? So they're just under £15,000 each. Oh my God. Which is quite a high price, but you're selling them to people who've got pretty much everything and they don't know what to buy next. Do you know, the only thing I think about glasses is this. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, and people have probably said it to you many times. I, and you've no, probably I think done it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would ask any of the audience to think about this right now. How many times have you sat on your glasses? How many times has you scratched the lens? How many times have you just bloody lost them? I mean, the amount I've gone through, and when I buy a Tom Ford glasses, for example, which might be 300, 400, 500 pounds, I think that's a lot of money, 15,000 yeah. pounds, and you suddenly sit on it. Yeah. I've, had, I've actually had clients who, they're not all £15,000. They start from around 7000 8000 These are more because they're all emerald cut diamonds. But anyway, I've had clients who have bought these um, sort of glasses from us before and lost them, came back, bought another pair. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have you had anyone sit on their glasses? Uh, not really, to be honest with you. If, if they did, that's not really a problem. We can pretty much fix anything in our workshop. We can get it back to back to life, but it's, it's the losing them that's the hard one to swallow, I think. And whoever finds them, <laughs> yeah. they just literally walked into... But they might even think, if they don't know their stuff, it's just... Anything. 
just a, another yeah. pair of glasses that maybe it could be a knockoff pair, you yeah. know, and they, they yeah. don't even know the value of it. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. So, okay, so we're, we're on the top floor. Do you want to take us to any of the other the other rooms? Yep. So we're going to go now to the meeting room. Is that, what's that? Croc. Uh, crocodile, yeah? yeah. And what's that used Placement. for? It's more, it's, it's more just, to be honest with you, the, we, this croc um, was actually gifted to us by a close friend who deals in that stuff. And it's more of like a placemat. So when we're out here, if we're doing a deal or, or, or we're just talking watches to friends or clients, yeah. you can rest your watch on it, yeah, feel yeah. comfortable. It's not going to get scratched. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you use this, this room a lot? Yeah, I'd say we use this room. Mm, we do and we don't. We used out there a lot from customers and traffic all day. This is sort of where the big deals go down. Okay. So, yeah. So typically, when you say big deal, someone's spending 50 grand, 100 grand plus. We're talking like, like we said earlier, APs, Pateks, Richard Mills. We sit down here, bit of privacy, close the door, and we get going. Bring the watch up. Yeah. Bring several watches up. They try them on, sit there, talk about it. Someone who's spending that sort of money wants to sit in a private room and actually take their time, look okay. at what they're buying, have a chat about it, have a coffee, glass of champagne. Yeah, nice work. Okay, lovely room. Right, and then you've also got the downstairs. Yeah, not many people have seen downstairs, but we're going to let the um, viewers see it today. All right, perfect. Feel privileged. So when you moved in here, was this a bit of a vision down here? Mm. Or you just kind of adapted the space to what you wanted? Yeah, we sort of knew we needed more space. So yeah, this is downstairs. This is the VIP lounge. So as um, people will know, um, being a founder of a, an art gallery, I'm very much into to art and, and, and different genres. Yep. Um, this caught my eye before because, well, uh, I mentioned to you that I own a, a, a piece of art by a guy called Brand Simonson, who used to be in the army and he decommissions AK-47. So is this a, a work that you, you saw and you bought or was this customised? This was actually customised by a friend of ours who um, does a lot of neon work and works with other artists. And yeah, as we opened our store, they gifted it to us for um, saying like congratulations sort of thing. Yeah, amazing. So what goes on down here? Private parties? Private parties, plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, just joking. Um, yeah, if, 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 if the shop's a bit hectic upstairs and people are waiting or they're they want, a, they want a bit of time or they want to have a chat. Or it's, it's, it's pretty much a, a lounge, Yeah. VIP lounge. Yeah, it's perfect. So do, do other high net worths who are buying the likes of Patek Philippe, AP, Richard Mill, they come down here for a bit of privacy, yep. have a chat, have a coffee, have a, have a beer, and then basically broker, broker, broker the business? Yeah, down here we've had some great conversations, great deals, great chats, as you say. Um, I think the other day we had like, four other watch guys down here, like watch dealers, and we were just all sort of dealing amongst ourselves, closed the curtain and yeah, cracked on and yeah, made some money. I bet off the back end of watches, I think we spoke about this in the first podcast, but there must be other opportunities that you guys speak about, not necessarily always pursue, but you know, the conversations there that if you wanted to pursue it or wanted to go into a different line of work, yeah. you could do. Yeah, you get offered great opportunities, like you said, and it's just networking with people and meeting, not so much people who are doing the same job as you, but like-minded people, yeah. like yourself, like, um, and you just sort of, these opportunities sort of come up and you can just run with it, really. Yeah. 
All right, well, I really, really appreciate you uh, allowing me to come over to your space. I bet this space has been a bit of a game changer for you. Yeah, definitely. Our whole clientele's changed since we moved to Mayfair. Um, meeting great people, great walk-ins. Yes, yeah, great neighbourhood. Got, got any uh, good good events coming up or, or kind of narratives or themes behind the story? Yeah, we're, we're doing we're doing months? a big we're doing a big display outside for the summer. Um, you have to keep your eyes peeled on that. We're going to have a small event, private event around that. Where we're going to invite some people over, like you said, like-minded people, networking and all the rest of it, and have a couple of beers and yeah. Yeah, I look forward to to, to, to the invitation. Yeah. If, if I get the invite, you will definitely. <laughs> Harvey, really, really appreciate your time, mate. Pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, listen, in the future, we'll do a part three. Yeah, thank All you. Right? Cheers, Top mate. Man. Thank you.